Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Collision Post Show for July 15th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Saturday nights for fighting. Saturday nights are for fighting, Jesse. Wherever you may be. What's going on, my brother? What's going on, man? Not much, not much, man. How you feel, bro? Uh, I don't know, man. I feel uh, I feel good. I feel good, especially after a great show, man. Normally with these types of shows, I don't even know how to go about reviewing something that we just saw tonight with FTR and uh, Bullet Club Gold, but we'll try our best. But, man, what a, what a show tonight. You got double duty tonight over there, man. You're watching uh, Impact. Have you been keeping up on the results? I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I see something major happened over here. Well, I've, I've, I've closed my chat for the night oh, because boy. I, did, I did have a couple of people just felt it necessary to come into an AEW stream and spew off Impact spoilers. Oh, so, so you don't know what happened over there yet? Oh, no, I, I caught that Trinity won the title. Ah, okay, that's the only thing I care about, man. So congratulations yeah. to our girl Trinity. We love Trinity. Yes. 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and you know what, man? That, that's not really a surprise. I think that was probably the best business decision for them to make. I mean, she's got the biggest name value, the biggest name recognition. I mean, it would be foolish to not give her the championship there and be the face of that division. No, no. I mean, of course. I just, I just didn't know if she was going to get it now or if she was going to go through a chase. Because either way, it would have actually worked out fine. Because she did just get here. The build was very lackluster. So if she would have lost this and it would have turned into a chase to the next pay-per-view, I mean, it entirely would have had my interest. Yeah. But I get it. You know, she is the top female on the brand right now, and she should be champion, so all is right in the world. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, where she goes with that championship, man. What a what a fucking completely uh, different environment it's been with Trinity in that division. I've been keeping yeah. uh, tabs on uh, what's going on over there. Uh, what a complete 180 from where she was uh, last year, bro, when everybody was uh, claiming that, oh, my God, they, they did WWE so dirty, man. Fuck those bitches. Yeah, you know, it's well, like, I mean, give me a break. Come on. Now she's right. getting an opportunity to do what she wanted to do in WWE but can't because WWE so fucking blinded by the same four fucking women every single week. It's she great. Is. She, gets to, she, gets to, she gets to lead the division. She gets to express her creativity. She gets to do what she would like to do in the ring. She gets to show that she can lead a division. I mean, it's probably everything she actually really wanted right now, and probably the reason she she decided to not come to AEW, at least right away. Yeah. Because they need her. The division is great, and she can help them. So um, from all accounts, I can tell that she was embraced. I mean, they love her back there, and everything is going great. So I'm hoping everything continues to pan out for Trinity. I'm a I'm a big fan. And not only her, man, I mean... I mean, you 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 give them shit here and there, but um, Impact is actually doing pretty pretty uh, fantastic stuff right no, now. No, man, you know, listen, man, whatever. If anybody takes what I say like that seriously, man, I mean, you just don't get my sense of humor. Everybody takes the wrestling community is nothing but soft fucking marshmallowy fucking virgins, dude. I mean, they they don't they don't everything that you say here, bro, they'll take to the fucking grave and and oh. they'll fucking haunt you till kingdom come. I don't believe he said that. I don't believe it. He's a terrible human being. He should die. I mean, give me a break, bro. Um yeah. what, what, I mean, listen, impact dude, the roster is impressive. The, the roster ro- the roster is great. The roster is I mean, the thing, I, I've said I've said this in the past and for right now I continue to say it. The, the vibe I get from Impact right now is very, very reminiscent of the Black and Gold NXT. Yeah. Um, the, the small, I mean, just just intimate crowds. I mean, and the feeling that you get when you when there's a crowd to that size. I mean, it's kind of like, imagine the promos from NXT back in the day. I mean, there was a lot of silence, but there was a lot of care. Yeah. So when they made that noise, they you, they made sure that you felt it and everything else, man. And then their storylines and the wrestling is always good. The women's division is the best in the world. No one denies that. I mean, they're actually doing some fantastic shit. And on that note, while we're talking about it, Slammiversary was tonight. Obviously, I will be covering it live in a post-show review tomorrow morning. I'm not exactly sure on the time, so follow me on Twitter, and you guys can find all that out. There you go. So uh, Jesse's doing double duty tonight, keeping tabs on Slammiversary, keeping tabs on Collision. And we will be getting into tonight's festivities here, man. What a show tonight, Collision. You know, uh, this is five weeks in a row, bro. Tony Khan's got a winner on his hands. The ratings might not 
you know, signify that to the fucking uh, simpletons and geeks out there. But Collision has produced the best in-ring action so far in the five weeks. Five weeks, they've been the best wrestling show on TV, bar none. And, I mean, if tonight was any indication about what the talent and that roster possesses, man, holy fucking shit. But, yeah. you know, we love tag team wrestling. We love FTR. So no matter what they do, we'll... Uh, We'll praise what they do regardless. I mean, they are legitimately probably the best tag team of our generation, one of the best tag teams of all time. Man, I know you told me you didn't expect it to go 60 minutes, but it damn near went 60 minutes. You didn't anticipate a fucking Iron Man match out here, but two out of three falls, bro. Listen, you know, Dax and Cash, they are just masters, and I mean absolute fucking masters of their craft. The last time, bro, they had a two out of three falls match in Canada, was against Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa of DIY. Still, to me, the greatest WWE tag team match ever. Nothing will touch that. Nothing they ever do over there will touch that match. It lives with me till the grave. Best tag team match ever. Man, they came fucking close tonight. Some people might might think that they did what they did tonight better than what they did in Toronto at TakeOver Toronto. Absolutely a fucking masterpiece of a tag team match tonight. Yeah, yeah, no. I I mean, I can't can't put it up there with that one just because the, the... The story, it was nowhere near of the same level as the one in NXT. Yeah. You know, but bell to bell, it was a fantastic match, man. Two out of three falls. Uh, I was actually at one point in the match, and I hope uh, hope nobody fucking uh, gets mad at me for this one, but I was hoping that fucking Juice and JY were going to win the titles, to be honest with you. I wanted them to win at one point during the match. I'm like, man, you know, I didn't anticipate Bullet Club Gold to come in here and make— listen. I didn't, I didn't anticipate them to come in here and, and make an impact, really. I, I thought they were just going to be another novelty act, and Tony Khan was just like, oh, I got Bullet Club. You know, let me, uh, let me use the Bullet Club name. Man, they are making a fucking statement in AEW to a point where they may actually do some of the best shit that you see in AEW all year. This, this, the, them, especially, Juice and, and, and Jay White with, with the guns. We haven't seen the, the guns since joining, but, man, they are... Putting them on collision was one of the best decisions that Tony Khan has ever made. They they needed to break out. They needed to feel special. They needed to, you know, get some TV time away from them where Dynamite is just so fucking crowded. Collision is working wonders already, man. The soft brand split, Jay White and Juice are, are definitely, you know, feeling that. And it was just a brilliant move by Tony Khan. Yeah. I mean, how can you, I mean, how can you complain though, man? I mean, but at the same time, I also was kind of hoping that Bullet Club won. Yeah. Only because they're not really doing anything with the titles. They're really not doing anything with the titles, man. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? You know, I don't want to sit here and tell you that they're not doing anything with the titles. I mean, we had an eliminator match last week, which was fucking great. Two out of three falls match this week, which was fucking absolutely a classic. I mean, they're doing something with the tag team titles. I, I don't know where they go now. Maybe we get a third match. I mean, a third match, I would love to say. I, I could watch these guys wrestle every fucking week. But don't say they, that. You know, the tag, te- the tag team division, <laughs> listen, we've talked about it. The tag team division is a little weak. It really is. I mean, you can't do everything with Bullet Club and FTR. You got the House of Black tonight. The Kings of the Black Throne wrestled in a, in a throwaway tag team match. They could vie for the tag team titles at some point. The tag team division needs needs some help and needs some rehabilitation. And hopefully what we're seeing right now gets AEW on the ball to fix it. Here's the here's the here's the shitty part. 
it doesn't really need help. All it needs is attention. Yeah. All it needs is a little focus. All yeah. it need when you say it needs help, it makes it sound like, oh man, they need to get some to get some tag teams in it to get some talent. They have everything. They have everything, man. Just give them the attention that they need. But now, but now the trios, we thought the trios titles were going to be like, all right, they're going to push the trios titles. They got House of Black on this show. And we haven't even seen anything with the trios titles uh, as of late. So it's like, all right, we got this tag team division that you're not really focusing on. Now you're not focusing on the trios championships. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you, you can't, you can't just keep both of them on the back burner and then present them when you want. I mean, they should both be flourishing divisions. Seriously, they got so much talent; it's inexcusable. You say, man, they they just they they choose to focus on the trios division. They can't focus on both at the same time. You're asking too much. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I we're gonna go over what happened in the match. It was a fucking unbelievable match, and uh, I, I think if you want to tell me that was the match of the year, I'm not gonna debate you. I'm not gonna argue with you, but uh, there's a lot of match of the year candidates coming out of AEW. I mean, they may be taking up most of the top 10 at this rate. So, uh, unbelievable match with those four men. Absolutely two of the best tag teams on the face of the planet right now, FTR and Bullet Club Gold. The other shocker of the evening tonight, Jesse, this was a uh, this was basically a two-match show. It was bookended by the tag team title match in the open, and then Ricky Stocks and CM Punk in the close for the Owen I I don't know, man. I, I don't know. You know, I have been very vocal about not wanting to see CM Punk lose because of the all the whole thing with the red bag. He already said on day one, on episode one, whoever pins me for this is now going to be able to fill my shoes. Until then, you can't. And tonight, Ricky Starks pinned him. So I guess Ricky Starks is the fucking man, right? Ricky Starks won the Owen tonight. He did cheat to win as he had a leverage pin and held the rope, which the referee did see. Bryce Rensburg was looking right at him. I don't know what the fuck he was looking at, but he looked at a cheater win and steal the Owen Hart Cup from CM Punk. Ricky starts at the end of it, Jesse, runs up the ramp, celebrates, grabs the trophy from Jushin Thunder Liger, who was out there, and ran immediately to the back. They sent this fucking poor guy out there to present the trophy, and he didn't even get a handshake out of it. And Ricky Starks, bro, showing a little bit of heel tendencies, man. Are we looking at a heel turn for Ricky Starks here in AEW? Uh, no, I think that made him a baby face, from what I can tell. Well, he did get <laughs> he, he did get a baby face reaction tonight with the mixed fucking bag of reaction that CM Punk got tonight, man. No. My God, there were more booze than anything in that fucking crowd mixed in Calgary. My, right? Mixed my ass. It was mixed at about the intros. That was about it. <laughs> that was it. During, I mean, everybody who was a CM Punk fan gave up during the match because all of the haters made lots more noise during the match than the lovers did, man. I don't know, man. Yeah, there was a lot of booze. I, I was surprised at the amount of booze in Calgary, man, because CM Punk has been such a huge Bret Hart advocate. Right, you figured that he'd be showered with some respect and some love, and are like, all right, he's one of us. He likes he likes our our uh, our boy, Bret Hart, right? But I mean, yeah. they didn't they didn't give a shit about that at all. Calgary Calgary is a is a mark town, man. They know they are a smart city. You can't you can't dangle kayfabe in front of them and think they don't know what the hell is going on in real life. Yeah. So it's the kind of city. It's like Chicago. It's like New York. You know, it's. One of those cities, you go there, and they're going to tell you what they think about you. 
they're not going to tell you what they think about the story angles going on. I mean, and, and, and me, if, unless there's nothing else going on, but there's something else pressing. They're going to let you know, you know, they're going to let you know. You think you can go back to Montreal, you know, uh, uh, six months after the, the screw job and then just dangle some kayfabe and think they're not going to remember what the fuck you did to Brett. Well, yeah. Dude, <laughs> these towns know. They know. That's why when he come to Chicago, he's the biggest baby face on the planet. I think they pumped themselves full of a little bit of too much uh, machismo thinking that, oh, see, look at the cheers he's getting here in Chicago for the last three nights. Yeah, because you haven't left Chicago since he came back. Yeah, and they'll be right back there for an entire fucking week at the end yeah. of uh, August, going into <laughs> yep, and September. They're going to live in Chicago to keep punk a baby face. I mean, listen, all, all out is basically sold out. All right. I mean, they're on their way to selling that fucking place out, so it's like you know, they, they, they know what they're doing. You, you know why they go back to Chicago. So the ticket sales are showing that. But y- yeah. you, made, you made an interesting point, Jesse, when you were texting me during the show tonight. Um, you said that CM Punk can't be happy with these types of reactions that he's getting. Now, I, I, I am in the camp of, I think CM Punk loves it. You, you also feel Tony Khan doesn't really like the type of reaction. You even went a step further and said Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't like these types of reactions. Well, they can't like it because... This is basically the face of the company. This is the face of, of this new show that needs to be successful and is riding on the back of CM Punk. Now, I, I told you that, yes, Warner might not be happy. Tony Khan, you know, he, he might feel, you know, uh, hot one day and, and cold the next about it. He, he might not like it. He might hate it. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Uh, or he might like it. Who the fuck knows? He's a, he's a mark for this thing. He's the biggest fan of what he does. And CM Punk... You know, I, I think he relishes in this type of behavior. But but the thing is, with him getting these types of reactions, it's certainly making uh, a statement for his return. It, it just feels important when he's back. The type of reaction that he elicits is going to make everything around him feel important. And, you know, we know that he should turn heel, but you, you can't blatantly just do that. And, and like I said, the fans are not stupid, bro. We live he already in a, did. We live in a day of social media, bro. I mean, the fans are not stupid. What, what you saw come out of All Out, you either liked what he did or you hated what he did. Most of the people did not like what he did because they feel like it put a blemish on the company. And we live in a day and age where nothing gets by the fans on social media, bro. So when, when you read that, these, these are the people that, that are on social media, these, these fans in attendance tonight in Calgary. So they're going to respond the way that they know how to, by booing. Yeah, You know, it's CM Punk's fault. Some cities he goes into, he's going to be a hero. Some city he goes into, he's going to be a babyface. But I want you to tell the fans here, Jesse, I want you to tell the, the, the chat what, who you think he came across like tonight on Collision. And I, I, don't, I don't think it's that bad because I, I think they were blind and fucking ignorant to the 10th degree. I don't think it's this bad with CM Punk. Yeah, so... um. So to answer you before I get into it, so yeah. you have to, we have to wait until they get across into more cities, back across into the U.S. Yeah, and, and see how consistent this is. But this looks like a problem. So you got your top baby face, not just a baby face. You have your top baby face. You have the network, the company. They are pumping a lot of resources and money into CM Punk. All right. So to have him come out on now what is widely regarded as his show, the flagship show, the top babyface is being booed 
And it has nothing to do with what he did in the wrestling ring on television. So if you have your top baby face coming out there and trying to pretend that he's the top guy, but then the fans are just kind of booing him. And then you have commentary trying to, you know, finagle some magic around what's going on and try to explain it to the new viewers. And you have punk out there trying to pretend like, ah, this doesn't matter to me and everything else. You have Roman Reigns version one out there. And that starts to become an issue when you are now booking him against actual legitimate heels who now the fans are going to start cheering because they want Punk to lose because they're still salty about brawl out. So now that now it becomes an issue of, okay, are you, are you booking this guy against baby faces because he's going to be the heel by default? Are you booking him against heels because now the heels are going to get cheered and they're going to lose their heel heat? What are we doing here? You can't just pretend that this heat doesn't exist. You can't just pretend that, oh, well, Punk is a polarizing figure, you know. Have you ever seen anything so polarizing? That's what they used when the Roman Reigns couldn't get over, okay? You have a babyface out there pretending that he's a babyface when he's actually a heel. Just embrace the shit. This has nothing to do with what I think about him or anyone else. It's not a good look if your top babyface is getting random boos. It has nothing to do with your script. Make him a heel. All right, just embrace it, go all in on it, give it a little bit, give it a few months, and when you come out of it and you have them do some babyface shit, then the crowd will get over it. They'll get over it, they'll move on, they'll be back to cheering them. But until then, he's just going to say, oh, this is what I want anyway. I don't care. Well, fans are going to say, well, fine, fuck you. We'll give you what you want. This is not a good look for the rest of the locker room and everyone else trying to work around the top guy in the company. Yeah, I, I I think you I think you nailed it before with what you said. We need a little bit more, you know, United States shows. I mean, this is this, this no matter how much you know CMFTR loves Bret Hart and the Hart family, and how much CM Punk loves Owen and Bret Hart and all this stuff. You know, I, I think you nailed it before. We need a little bit more consistency in the United States to really get a gauge on what to do here. Because I do agree with you that if we if we are constantly sending Punk out there and we are getting different cities here in the United States and he's getting booze, overwhelming booze, then then at that point we have a problem and, and you should not ignore it. You I'll should not. It. One of the biggest, one of to me personally, one of the biggest mistakes a promoter can make is deviating away from what the fans want. If they are telling you that they don't like CM Punk, then you should not be pre- pre- presenting CM Punk in a, in a hero's way where yes. it, it's coming off like the company's forcing him down your throat and you need yes. to like them or need to like whoever, him, them, whoever they're pushing yeah. at the yeah. top. If, if he's being booed, then embrace the fucking hate. I always, yes. I never really understood that. that that's what Roman, that's what Jesse's saying. It, it kind of is, is leading towards him feeling like a babyface Roman. WWE ignored that for seven years. And they never did anything with it, and they pretended like we didn't exist. Tony Khan cannot do that with this audience. So he's going to have to be, you know, on top of this. If Punk is getting consistent booze six, seven, eight weeks in a row, and nobody wants to cheer him, you got to turn him heel. You got to turn him heel. It's not the worst thing in the world, man. It's really not. If you're going to boo him, great. Have him do some fucked up shit that deserves to be booed. And now the booze makes sense. You know, people, I see people say, oh, but Punk really enjoys this. No, no, he doesn't. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. No, 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 he doesn't. Now, heel Punk loves being a fucking heel. He loves being a fucking dick. That's what, I mean, you know, he, he, he's great at, he's great at being a heel. 
But if his job is to go out there and be the baby face and he's not doing that, you can't love that. Maybe any other person on the roster, maybe that's not, maybe that apply to, but to the guy who is the top baby face in the company, he's supposed to be the locker room leader. He's the guy that the show is even there. I mean, the show exists because of him and the crowd don't like him. You need to turn him heel. What about John Cena? Is John Cena a good example? WWE never pulled the trigger on heel John Cena, and he got a 50-50 split everywhere he went. Maybe CM Punk and Tony Khan, you know, in regards to CM Punk, treats it like a John Cena situation where it's always going to be 50-50. It's not, it, it doesn't have to always be 50-50. John Cena was, was 50-50 in reactions because of the way he was poorly booked. That is the sole reason why. It has nothing to do with Cena. He didn't do anything off stage or off camera to get the people to boo him. Yeah. He was just poorly booked for so long. And two, there's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Punk is not John Cena. John Cena is a, is a product of the WWE machine. CM Punk is a product of the hardcore wrestling fan. There is no CM Punk without the insiders, about the, the, the indie lovers. There is no Punk without these fans. So now what Punk is doing is telling those fans that you're going to cheer me no matter what and fuck you guys. That's not going to work for Punk. Maybe it worked for Cena. It's not going to work for Punk, man. It could go either way with us. Punk could turn heel. You know, we'll uh, we'll give that a little bit more time to marinate. Ricky Starks could turn heel with what he did tonight. We don't really know. Uh, we didn't really get any type of reaction from CM Punk at the end of the match. Instead of, you know, him uh, get it, being angry, he just sat there shocked. And then he went over to go hug uh, David Benoit. And that was it. Who was yeah. sitting front row. Ricky Starks ran out of there like a bat out of hell, took the trophy, didn't say anything to Jushin Thunder Liger. People are already predicting that he's turning heel. I mean, it could go either way. We, we don't know. That's the great thing about this show because it's just unpredictable. But right. it's, it's something that I think they made the right decision on. I, I don't, I, listen, I, I, I didn't want Punk to lose. I didn't. But I'm also not going to sit here and tell you that Ricky Starks winning is the wrong, is the wrong decision. I, I think Ricky Starks winning should be embraced. The only thing that you and I questioned, I think we talked about it last week, was is Ricky Starks going to be with AEW for the long term? Uh, is is Tony Khan going to give the trophy to somebody that could ultimately jump ship? You know, his best friend is over in WWE. How loyal is Ricky Starks going to be for the company? And how much is Tony Khan going to give Ricky Starks? That was the only thing that was holding me up on Ricky Starks. But I'm not going to sit here and tell it was a bad decision. I mean, he deserves it. He's on the cusp of being a breakout guy, if not already there. So I like it. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good move. I, I think Punk, 
look, I think I think Punk winning this tournament you know, prior to or brawl out situation never happening. Um, I think this will be just fine. Yeah. But I think putting him front and center after all of that with the reaction he's getting right now is kind of just shoving this whole situation down everyone's faces who are not happy about the punk situation. Yeah. So I think most people will be happier that punk didn't sit there and win. And then the people will be happy that, you know, we have a new face up there. We have a new, we have a new Willow Nightingale, someone newer to the average fan, Ricky Stark, someone newer to the average fan. They can help get over. So in this situation, punk helped Ricky Starks get over by putting him over in this tournament. Which is a good thing. Yeah, this is a good thing. I think this is a win-win as far as the men go. So I think a lot of people have predicted Punk to win this thing, and at that point, I think maybe Tony Khan figured, yeah, it's a little predictable if we give Punk the uh, get give him the Owen, right? And it, more it, importantly, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it at all. He doesn't need it. No, no, Starks yeah. absolutely needed it more than Punk did. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think it's a win-win. You know, Punk is looking after the the, the undercard guys. You know, put him over in a nice match and give him that little rub. This is a good thing. Punk did not need that whatsoever. He's got his little red bag. So he's got his red bag. He got <laughs> fucked out of a win tonight. I mean, they protected oh. it somewhat. So, you know, that's yeah. that that's their story there. I'm sure we'll get what's in the red sack and a mention of the red sack as the weeks go on. You know, I predicted maybe Ricky Starks joining Bullet Club Goal at the end of all this. Who who the fuck knows? I mean, we'll see what happens. But either way, I thought it was a good decision. And I thought tonight was a excellent uh, episode of AEW Collision. Before we actually get into the breakdown of the show, Jesse, there is a couple of news items that uh, I saved specifically for us because they are pretty important. Uh, I know I made an extra for you guys. If you, if you missed today's upload, go and check it out. It's on the homepage. It's about 20 minutes. It's one story. I break it down very, very, very detailed for you guys on why I think it's a great decision. AEW bans several moves and several sequences now needs to be cleared by management. Now, if you watch tonight's show, I don't know if those things really went into effect tonight, but uh, I mean... No, no, it said that everything has to be cleared. And, so. Yes, nothing is legitimately banned, but nothing headshot, is banned. headshots headshots with chairs and, and shit yep. like that is banned, okay? Which it should. Buckle bombs, you know, barricade bomb banned. Yeah. And, and that's just common sense. I mean, give me a fucking break with that shit, right? So, you know, Fightful reported that there are several things that are banned and everything now is going to need clearance by management. Medical teams, coaches, referees came up with protocols to help protect talent, staff, crews, and fans. A document was sent out that outright banned unprotected chair shots to the head, shots to the back of the head, buckle bombs and blind moves backwards into the turnbuckle and also seizures, uh, seizures, I can't even pronounce it, seizure cells like Brian at Forbidden Door, uh, spitting, bleeding into the crowd, weapons or projectiles into the crowd, taking drinks or food from guests in the crowd, physical contact with the crowd. Jesse, this one bothered me most. Now we can't get to see MJF motorboat a woman's tits, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a sad it's terrible. It's a terrible, it's a terrible, terrible. terrible situation, man. It's like, he's not, he's not, he's not going to throw any acid acid hot steaming vodka in a child's face you know it's oh poor baby you know what, what what is it but it went from water 
to like tequila straight how a mom gets straight <laughs> on a cup of straight vodka in the venue me i a, don't know give me a fucking break they don't how many how many venues you been to bro they sell straight looking like that in a cup like that no there? they don't sell you cannot you cannot buy a shot they, have, they, they will mix it no they will oh, mix man. it i've tried <laughs> nope listen in a bar yeah. in a bar in a venue they won't give you a shot if you're out in the audience they're gonna put it in a mixed drink Listen, man, all the, I'm not going to go over them. You guys can go watch the video. Uh, I'll leave Jesse with this one. But all I will say is I think this is a good thing. I think this actually ups the quality of the AW programming. For too long, Jesse, we've been seeing a lot of the same spots done. And I've always been an advocate for quality over quantity. The more you see this shit happen, the less impactful it is. It's not special anymore. For example, John Moxley bleeding. I mentioned John Moxley on Rampage. He'll fucking wrestle somebody like... Uh, Daddy Magic and fucking bleed within 60 seconds of the match. I mean, give me a fucking break. You know, when it calls for it, fine, use it, but not every week. When you see this shit happen every week, it lessens the impact that these things should have, and it really is going to take the talent to really mold themselves into a newer, better version. It's going to really bring out the strong and weed out the weak. I think this is going to be better for the overall health, which is the most important, and the overall quality of the show. Now, the thing is, I don't want them to become a WWE light. This is where Tony Khan's got to get involved, and he really needs to sit down and decide, hey, I want AEW to still be AEW, but Warner wants me to fucking ban and, and really protect our talent by lessening the, the moves here and the sequences here. But the integrity of AEW, bro, needs to be at the forefront. You can't take away that integrity because it's what the it's what the fans expect. And nobody is watching this shit to watch WWE 2.0. If you want to go watch that shit, go watch Monday and Friday. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. The thing about the roster that TK has, I mean, all in all, at the end of the day, he has an, an extremely experienced roster. Yeah. Meaning... They know what they're doing. I mean, yeah. a botch will happen. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care who you are. No one is botch free. So I don't want to hear what this botch happened. It happens, bro. It happened on Friday night on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. Rich Holland injured, uh, I think it was uh, Kit, Kit Wilson or one of the guys from De Pretty Deadly. Separated shoulder. It happens oh. in every match, bro. Regular tag team match it happened. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, Rich Holland should not be injured in any fucking way. Uh, well, well, I mean, <laughs> he had to come on social media today and really uh, go over which which spot it happened in. It's like, Ooh. you know, shit happens. But we gave him shit happens with Big E. He, need, he, he needs to. Well. But, but yeah, but no, he, they have an experienced roster. They know what they're doing. So if you want prior approval, fine. You know, I don't see any reason why Moxley, why Omega, why Osprey even. I don't see why any of them can't go to TK and be like, hey, we want to do this spot. Is that cool? It's easy to pitch your spot to Tony Khan. Much easier to, than having to pitch it to Vince McMahon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, one, yeah is, absolutely. one is a wrestling mark, so he'll understand the spots. Yeah. So it can't be the end of the world because they have to get the get the spots approved because he's going to let some of them through. And I 100% agree. You can't see the same high-flying spot. You know what cringes me? And it used to be awesome. Seeing Sammy Guevara go 50 feet up and then start going, I'm crazy. Yeah. Oh, man, who's he going to do now? Now I was like, oh, God, he's going to the top. He's going to fucking say he's crazy again. Did oh, my God, this guy, came, this guy came to me with a 630 through a table on Sting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I could I, I don't know if I could approve that. 
Too you know, much. I mean, it, much. is a match going to be shitty because you couldn't get the, the poison Rana spot in there where you drop the fucking guy in the back of his head or the fucking pile driver? I mean, give me a break. I mean, we, yeah. we could have a great match without that shit. Why do we need to drop people on their heads? Why do we need six fucking apron spots every exactly. match? I mean, give me a break. I mean, exactly. we, back in the day, much. we'd be, bro, back in the day, we'd be lucky to get one fucking apron spot. And we'd be like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Is he dead? Yeah. Now we get yeah. it every fucking match six times a match. Yeah, when you see when you see it that much, it, I mean, it does lose its pop. I mean, that's why moves like the DDT and the pile driver. That's why none of these moves are finishers anymore. No, because they've been. I mean, we've seen them over and over. At this day and age, we get wrestling what five days a week. Yeah. Jesus, man. I mean, more times can we see a pile driver? I mean, WWE's got this thing. They're obsessed with going to the announce table every fucking show. It's like back in the day when somebody went over to the announce table, you only seen it on pay-per-view. And when they went through the announce table, then it was like, holy shit. Now this is really getting interesting. We see it every fucking Monday. Someone's yeah. getting thrown over the announce table on Friday. Somebody's getting slammed through the announce table. Somebody's going through the timekeeper's area. There was a spot where Bobby Lashley used to spear somebody, bro. He did it every fucking match. Through, the, through the, the timekeeper's area. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you giving me the same shit every fucking week and it doesn't look impressive anymore? Bro, I, I got one for you. The Spanish fly. I love the Spanish fly, bro. Have you seen anyone lose to a Spanish fly in the last decade? No. How awesome is that move? The move is great. That should be a finisher. The move is great. Everybody kicks out of a goddamn top rope Spanish fly like it's a headlock. What 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 is this shit? Bro, we 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 got Rollins doing a pedigree kick out. We got fucking people doing tombstones, bro. When the Undertaker delivered a tombstone, I, I don't even how many people have ever kicked out of the tombstone, bro, while growing up watching Dead Man Undertaker, when he nailed you with that, it was over. It was over. I mean it was over. Finishers it, it, aren't finishers anymore. No, and and I, I know we sound like a broken record as far as complaining about Kick, uh, finisher kickouts, but stuff like that leads to the, the 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 topic of what we're discussing right now, which is the ban list. Yeah, you're now banning moves because they have the wrestlers' talent have to get so creative to pop a crowd because they've seen the headlock before. Yeah, yeah. they've seen the power driver before. They see the suplex. They've seen uh, the Spanish fly. They've seen all of it. So how are you going to make them care more if they, all they see is the same shit? So they have to up it. Well, now we have to bring them back down because now they're getting too dangerous. Well, now people are complaining about that. Well, yeah, it's all a revolving door. And if it comes around full circle, stop kicking out of finishes. Stop making moves that should be devastating seem basic. This crowd loves pro wrestling. That's what I get away from this. This crowd loves pro wrestling. You don't need to try so hard. You don't need to do the fucking risky shit to, uh, you know, ensure a, a great match. You can have a great match. Like Jesse said, this, this roster is so fucking talented that they don't need to do all the extra bells and whistles to get a great match across because these fans are going to enjoy what you do anyway. As long as what we saw tonight happened, and it happens in moderation with that FTR and Bullet Club match as an example, you, you don't need to do too much. People just want to yeah. see pro wrestling, and they want to be excited about the story that you're telling. Just do that. Keep it simple. But, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that was the big story coming out of AEW. The other big story is, and I texted this to Jesse because I did predict that maybe he would be better off in WWE. And like that, Jesse, legitimately the next day, Brian Pillman Jr. was spotted at the WWE Performance Center training and working out. And now rumors are circulating that he may be on his way to NXT. On his way? 
dude, Triple H saw that shit and said the same thing we did. He said, what the fuck? Really? Got Brian, Pillman, Brian Pillman's son is uh, not picked up. Let me get on the phone with him, bro. What are you, what are you they, doing, brother? They didn't pick up Brian Pillman Jr. And then they put David Benoit front row. Yeah. You think you think that was oh he, he just happened to be there and, and no he didn't just happen to be no one just happened to be front row and then get caught on camera right away with Punk he was put there so I mean if they want to pick up David Benoit great let's see what he has I have no idea what he has I heard him talk about wanting to get into the business but he never actually did yeah maybe he's doing that now I know what Brian Pillman brought to the fucking table you just let it go to NXT. Man, what a again, what a missed opportunity, bro. You, you you got I don't know what they're doing with David Benoit. This is the second time we've seen him in the crowd. It's got it's got to be something. Something's going on there. Uh, whether you like uh, David Benoit or not, you know nobody should be sitting here blasting David Benoit. First he, off, there's no reason. No, there's no reason on the goddamn planet to not like David Benoit. No, I mean, give me a fucking break. You haven't uh, seen the man work, so. All you're telling me is that everything is based on what his father did. He has absolutely Zero. nothing to do. Zero. That, that's fucking a, a lame fucking pussy way out. And no. you should be, fu- you just get out. Um, again, bro, drop, drop the ball. I mean, imagine, I'm thinking, I'm thinking my, my creative juices are, are flowing, bro. Like what Brian Pillman, Hook, and David Benoit in some sort of fucking stable. You know, all the, all the young kids of, the young, uh, of, of yeah. Hall of Fame fathers. I mean, what? I mean, it's money. It's just yeah. fucking money. It's awesome, man. I mean, that is awesome. Now Triple H has got him, and you don't think Triple H? Maybe I, we don't know yet. It's not really confirmed yet, but he was there. Oh, he uh, got you, him. You, you don't. You don't <laughs> think Triple H is already getting the creative juices flowing, bro? Imagine, imagine he, he turns him. him into the fucking loose cannon, fucking reincarnate again, and he has a press conference like Brian Pillman had when he first joined the WWF, and he's yep. fucking shitting on Gorilla Monsoon and he's shitting on Jack Tunney and all these other guys back in the day. Yep. I mean, I could see that happen with Brian Pillman Jr. You don't think Triple H is already on that? The thing is, WWE is the the right spot for that shtick. Yeah. You know, that is where it should happen. I mean, if if he was an AEW, I'd go a completely different route. You know, I, I like what you just said. That's a damn good idea. All of the, the, the second and third generation guys in yep. one fucking stable. I love it. But if he's going to go back to the E, then, yeah, I keep yeah. him in the PC. Just get, I mean, he doesn't need the PC, but keep him in the PC Get him ready, get him pumped up, get his gimmick going, and get him get him ready for TV. And then, yeah, I'll pop him up on NXT TV the same way that, that his father would come out and just disrupt shit. Yeah. I would. Now, don't be let, a big deal. Don't leave him to Shawn Michaels because he'll be in Chase U before you fucking know it. Give me a break. Jesus Christ. Awful. He'll, he'll be in Schism with Joe Gacy. Is Fuck out of here. Is he, is he still taking all the credit for the poor shit going on in NXT? Who? Shawn Michaels? Yeah. Of course he is. He's the fucking, he's the, he's the guy down there, bro. He's proudly doing it too. So when people say, oh, I think Vince got his fingers in NXT, Shawn Michaels. Nope. It's all me. It's all me, bro. No, that was, that was back during 2.0, bro. I mean, a fucking blind man could see Bruce and Vince McMahon were running <laughs> the show down there or John Laurinaitis was helping Bruce run the show because Vince is too good to show up down there, but it was a Vince product. And now yeah. it's a Shawn Michaels product and it's still not any better, but we got a little bit more NXT black and gold on there than we did before. So I mean, it's it's still not a good television show. But, yes, Brian Pillman Jr. would fit, I think, better in NXT than he did in AEW. And maybe we will see him pop up there sooner rather than later. The other big story was, Jesse, the all-in pay-per-view will reportedly air on pay-per-view. We finally have a uh, solid answer as to where fans are going to be watching this traditional pay-per-view, Bleacher Report Live. And it will be on pay-per-view 
And I'm assuming All Out will also be on pay-per-view as well. So we have within a week, bro, two legitimate $50 pay-per-views for AEW. Fans are not happy about it. Andrew Zarian reported on the Matt Men podcast this week that it will air on pay-per-view just one week before the All Out pay-per-view. Uh, there apparently will be a combo package available for both. Will it come at a discounted price? Nobody knows yet, but it sure it surely better come at a discounted price because that's a lot to ask of the AEW fan base, bro. Two pay-per-views within a week at this level of this magnitude, he's going to have to do something to really keep the fans happy. I don't know what to say here, man. I don't, this is, I don't know what to say here. I mean, to be honest with you, I have no interest in shelling out that much money in pay-per-views. Well, in well, 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 uh, well, I mean, well, we'll be it all in, but then we got to get back and watch uh, all out. Well, I mean, just, just speaking as a, as a, as a fan, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, at the same time, when we get home from all in, I mean, I gotta, I gotta think about if I'm going to buy it. I have access to all of the AEW pay-per-views because I have them on some platform or another. If I want to go back and watch All In, I got to buy it at some point, right? Yep. I mean, we'll just wait and not have it. I mean, I don't have to, but the thing, I'm thinking about as a fan, the average fan is going to be sitting at home saying, okay, I'm going to shell out 40, 50 bucks for All In. And a week later, now I need another 40, 50 bucks for All Out. That's kind of messed up, man. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was all on a network, but it's not. It's not. It's a lot of fun. It's not on Max. And there was a rumor also that AEW Warner Brothers Discovery would like for AEW to add pay-per-views once a month, bro. Okay, we're done here. Yeah, (laughs) once once a month, bro. They they may be going to the WWE model. No. Overkill. There There is too much fucking wrestling going on. Too much. I saw people. I mean, it does listen, it, it does have its positives. It does have its positives. I don't want to hear that it doesn't. It does have its positives. Because there is a lot of dead air on Dynamite after a pay-per-view. They don't really they don't really build the pay-per-view, Jesse, until four weeks before the fucking pay-per-view. They don't get the ball rolling. So there's like a good chunk of weeks where there's just Tony Khan throwing fucking matches out there with no rhyme or reason that don't really mean anything. We're sitting here like, all right, I'm waiting for the fucking story. Where's the story? Well, come August. He got one week between, so you better get the fucking moving. I'm going to build for two pay per views. That's going to be that's going to be interesting. I How don't is know he, what is he going to. At this point now, I'm wondering if the stuff that we get scheduled for all in is nothing but a precursor and a pre-show to what we're going to get a week later. So you mean you mean it's going to be WrestleMania and then WrestleMania Backlash is what you're getting at? No, I'm thinking like WrestleMania Night One and Night Two. I don't. Maybe I, mean, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, it's like, so so all the stuff we're getting at All In, either this stuff is going to be to be continued next week, or it's not going to matter in a week because we have another big show. At this point, I'm really interested to see how they're going to pull this off because on the surface, it feels like there's no way this is going to make any sense or be interesting. He's going to have a difficult time. I'm going to be very interested to see what TK does to build two mega shows back-to-back within a week, man. It's going to be... You, you think the guy doesn't sleep now? Holy shit. I don't think it's possible, man. I don't think I he'll don't, be sleeping I, at all that week. I don't think it's possible. Even if, he come, even if he comes up with two phenomenal shows, the problem is you have to convince people to spend money on this, especially the second one. You get Because you get the biggest show you've ever done going on in one week. And if you're going to make them choose between that and another Chicago pay-per-view, I'm just going to pick the London show. My name is Tony Khan, and I am an android. 
<laughs> He's a fucking android, bro. He doesn't sleep. I don't know how he's gonna figure this shit out, man. I really, really, really don't. Because oh man, I, I'm here for it. I'll be, I'll be here to see it. But bro, how are you gonna convince me that All In is must see? But then a week later, that show is also must see. <laughs> Which one is must see? I don't know. I don't know. TK's gonna have to go to the dark arts, bro. He's gonna have to fucking uh, conjure up some fucking demons and whatnot to. Help him guide uh, the these shows into being uh, sensible. I don't know. Interesting, man. We shall see. It better be a whole lot of debuts, and I don't. I don't know. I don't think this is a good idea. I'll, I'll, I'll just leave that on my on record for my end. I don't think this is a good idea to do this. One of these shows did not need to exist, and the London yeah, show is very important. Yeah, all out. Yeah. Need to exist. yeah, the London show is important. We could have skipped all out this year. We could have skipped it. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into uh, Collision. We're not going to really uh, spend too much time on Collision because, I mean, what what else is there to talk about, honestly? But we're going to get into it. I want to thank you guys very much for joining us on your Saturday nights, wherever you are. I know it's going to be uh, a busy week coming up. We got a lot of content coming up. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. You'll probably see me in the sub boxes tomorrow. Uh, then we got Monday, a brand new week, Raw. We're building towards SummerSlam. Tuesday, we'll be back with Andrew Baydala on TNT. Tuesday Night Titans. Wednesday, Jesse and I will be live for Dynamite. And it's going to be, uh, we're going to rock and roll, man. We're going to rock and roll. So uh, I appreciate you guys very much. Through all the bullshit, through all the bullshit on social media, I appreciate you guys being here. We got 1,700 live. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. I would really appreciate it if you hit that thumbs up. Try for uh, at least, at least 800 likes on tonight's live stream. Super chats are open. Get them on in. Never, never, never an obligation. Always appreciated when you do, though. Get those Super Jets in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. Memberships are open, as always. If you guys want to subscribe to become a channel member, they are open to everyone. If you guys want to re-up, I would really appreciate that. Go check out the content on the channel. There was an extra today on the band moves and sequences that AEW will now put into place because of a new TV rights deal coming from Warner Brothers Discovery. So... They are uh, on the ball there. I gave you my opinion on that today. Go check that out on top of everything else. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart. Jesse will be live tomorrow. What time are you going live, Jesse? What's Slammiversary? I don't know. Um, I think I want to get it in, in there before noon. So okay. it depends. On, it depends on how much of the show I get watched tonight. If I watch it yep. all, if I gotta, you know, take it all in. Apparently I'll something. Uh, apparently something else happened at the end of the world title match that I won't spoil. But uh, another, another, right. uh, another return. All right, let me get rid of this chat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So I'll, um, I'll get it up before I get it up before noon Chicago time. Yeah. There you go. So Jesse's gonna be live with Slammiversary and his post show review tomorrow. And make sure you guys go and hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on that bell for notifications. I would really appreciate it if you join the OTS family. We are here consistently, regularly, every single week. And this is the place to be when you guys need your pro wrestling fix here on YouTube. FTR and Bullet Club Gold. Bro, I still don't... I, I don't understand it, man. I'm trying to figure it out. 
I may ha- I may have to go deeper into uh, the uh, journalism field, bro. I-, I I'm trying to find the fucking answer as to why Juice Robinson, bro. I mean, this guy is absolutely fucking rock hard. I don't know why. Let me I don't tell get you it. something, man. This dude is pump is is just punching way above his pay grade, man. Yeah, he looks like the fucking the 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 Geico caveman commercials. Remember those? He does. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, yeah. I'm like, how did he get this fucking woman, man? It's, I don't know. Jeez, I, I see why he's rock hard. I listen. He's rock hard, Juice Robinson, man. I don't know, Jay White. You know, all the geeks. Hey, where are you guys at, man? Oh, Jay White. Jay White is buried. He's buried, man. Tony Khan don't know what he's doing with Jay White. He's the switchblade. Give me a fucking break. Buried. What the fuck are you talking about? This guy's delivered two match of the year bangers in back-to-back weeks. Buried. But then we get... Cody Rhodes stuck in Brock Lo- Brock Lesnar uh, purgatory over here. Give me a break. Yeah, this. Holy shit. I'll fight was, Brock Cody's... anywhere, any place, any time. Yeah, you, you mind telling us where that's going to be, Cody? Cody is front and center and still buried. How? How, how, how did they Momentum do Momentum is how did they dead, do bro. Dead. Jeez. Absolutely fucking dead. Anybody who thinks otherwise is a fucking clown. Not gonna lie, man. That Cody music hits. It is so cringe. It is, I, I can't stand it anymore, bro. Man, and I'm I'm a huge Cody guy. I, just, I don't. I, WWE fucked him up bad. He's gonna already. come out here and talk about being the son of a plumber and finishing a story. Man, I miss, I miss AEW, Cody. To be honest with you, yeah, I do now. I Ridiculous. do now. But we 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 do have an AEW, Cody. It's, name is CM Punk. He's out there as a baby face getting booed. You mean to tell me you don't like the what? Oh, I gotta go to the ring and take my time and look around, and then before you know it, wow! They do it twice now, bro. They do it twice. They don't even do it once anymore. They do it twice. They they don't know how to fucking beat you over the head with something. Wow! How is that not a shirt yet? Wow! I don't know. (laughs) Which is which? Which is worse, bro? That or the whoa? I mean, Seth Rollins may be worse, bro. I, th- I think Seth is only worse because he'll sit in the ring and wait for them to do it. And almost to the point, see, they, it happened over in, you know, in the UK, wherever the fuck they were. And they went for like 10 minutes. That was awesome. You know why? It was organic, you know. But now when you come out there week after week after week and they stop the music and then Seth is sitting there in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And then they just they, sing. And they go to commercial break, and then they come back. They just sing. It's ridiculous. Um, I was going to say something. I just completely just lost train of thought here. Uh, it was in regards to, yeah, Jesse's, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. You know, th- yeah, this is what I wanted to say. Th- this guy here, he-, he didn't at all, at all text me during Monday Night Raw. Didn't hear a fucking word from him. Normally, he texts me something like, what's going on? I, I tuned in. It's like, did-, did-, did I miss anything? He didn't say a fucking word to me during Monday Night Raw. I never turned it on. <laughs> I never turned it. What a terrible on. show, bro! What a terrible program that is. I tur- I, I, I never turned it on, man. The last last week I turned on and saw some Cody shit, and I turned it off. This week I never turned it on, not once. Bro. Ridiculous! What a terrible show that is, huh? It, Who enjoys dude, that shit? Dude, here's what sucks. 
for the longest time, I saw someone talking about this on a completely different um, um, platform other than pro wrestling. It's it's you're programmed for years and years and years as a fan. If you're a true wrestling fan, you've been programmed to be in front of a TV at seven o'clock or eight o'clock or whatever your time zone is or every Monday to watch raw, no yeah. matter how shitty it is. Yeah. You know, because every time you, you just like, I don't want to miss something, you know? And, and then when something big happens, you want to see it, but every week it comes and goes and nothing's happened. Nothing's happened, but you're still programmed every Monday to watch raw. I mean, to the point where I'm just like, well, why am I doing this? Why am I watching this shit if I'm not enjoying it at all? I so I, I started know. watching it sparingly yeah. and catching the good stuff. I, on Friday, I caught all the bloodline shit. I caught it all and then I turned it off. I kid you not. So when people say, oh, the only thing, the only thing interested on SmackDown is the bloodline stuff. That is the truest shit you ever said. Because after the bloodline, after I saw what happened with Jay, I stopped watching SmackDown, man. Then I zip forward and saw Charlotte Flair running across. I saw her fucking blonde hair flying across the screen as my zip my timeline across. And I turned the TV off. That was it. There's an interesting story that just hit my feed. I, I didn't know about this. This was apparently it was reported three hours ago. Before we get into the collision breakdown of this uh, incredible tag team match, there's a WWE star that was granted his release because he did not want to work under Vince McMahon. Listen to this, Jesse. Eric well, Young. Eric yeah. Young asked for his release because. He talked about back in the day when they when they fired him the first time. He talked about WWE system being broken, and before that, McMahon stepped down. Obviously, uh, before all this shit happened, McMahon stepped down. Triple H running creative. Eric Young was brought back last November, never used at all on TV, and he asked for his release in April of this year, and it was granted. His ninety day non compete ended last week, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I know I don't, who showed up. Now. I, well. I don't know if he showed. I don't know if he showed up or not. I don't even know. Yeah, if he was- I know. No, I know now. Yeah, he did. Uh, Young apparently reported Jesse that moral, creative, and personal reasons were the reasons why he did not want to work under Vince McMahon. Jesse, who is running WWE Creative? <laughs> Eric Young don't want to be there because. Triple H ain't running WWE creative. Vince McMahon's running creative. That's why Eric Young don't want to fucking be there. Yep. Yeah. I just I just put the chat back up because I as soon as you read that report, I'm like, okay, Eric Young showed up tonight. All right. So I mean, it's not a it's not a it's not a he's not a deal breaker. No, he's not. In in in, in any company. Do I feel bad way. for him? Yes, because he got brought back, but he had to sit around to do nothing since November, bro. And then and then he asked for his release and still had to get a 90-day. Really? Two words, bro. Downside. Yeah. Guarantee. Yeah, really. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna feel bad for him. Downside guarantee, bro. He's making WWE paychecks by sitting around. I don't even think he got catering. I don't. I don't think they fly them out to no, shows. No, not at all. No, they, he's just sitting at home collecting WWE pay downside guarantee, man. Wow, it's man, like what a story! I think I, I think I may make an extra on that one tomorrow, just to fucking entice more people. Who, oh, JD? He's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Fuck yeah. out of here. He 
he couldn't work with Vince McMahon, who's at home not running creative. Why would he care so much about someone not running creative? If Vince McMahon is working remotely, who gives a shit? Vince McMahon is running creative, whether it's remote or he's there. Eric Young didn't leave the company because Triple H is running creative. He would have never done a thing. He would have never thought done that. He left because Vince McMahon's running the show, and he knows that his days are numbered, and he ain't going anywhere. So there you go. You need any more reason? Huh? Am I a conspiracy theorist now? Fuck off. Love it. And Scott Demore teased a, a potential Eric Young return. It was either it was either Eric Young or Bobby Roode. Yeah. And I I knew I knew they didn't let go of Bobby Roode, so I knew it must have been Eric Young. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it is, it is. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, he probably would be better off in Impact than he would in WWE. Anyway, oh, yeah. so if uh, if that's the case, then uh, so be it. Good for him. Oh yeah. This match was incredible. FTR, Jay White. Jay White is quickly becoming my favorite thing in pro wrestling, man. He is fucking phenomenal. Juice so is so fucking good, man. Love these guys. Do not take man. anything away from them. Everybody's going to be like, FTR, FTR, FTR. FTR is, we know that they're great. We know that they're great, but do not take away anything from Bullet Club Gold at all. Fucking phenomenal tag team. This was a masterclass of tag team wrestling. And the discussion, Jesse, started again on, on Twitter. You know, FTR is the greatest tag team of our generation. And then you get people thinking the Usos are. Listen, you know, they are in two different realms, man. They may be in two different categories upon themselves, honestly. The, the Usos are doing more story than they are in ring. And yeah. it's completely different from what FTR is doing. So if you want to tell me the Usos are the best tag team of all time, I'm not going to argue with you because Jimmy and Jay Uso absolutely deserve that accolade. If you want to tell me yes. FTR is the best tag team of all time, FTR, clearly, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. They're, they may be the best tag team of our generation. But in ring, I think we can really kind of boil it down, Jesse, to in ring, FTR is the best tag team possibly in the world. Oh, I, my vote I, my vote is with the Usos. You're still man. going with the Usos? If we're just strictly basing it on in ring, what they do with uh, so, in that ring. So if we go with just in ring, and if we're only going to look at the in-ring work that we're getting as of late, yeah. then yes, I'm going to say FTR is, is uh, putting on better matches bell to bell. That does not mean the Usos cannot outperform FTR bell to bell. It just means they have not lately because they have not had to because they've been all story-driven and shit like that. But if I start pulling out Usos versus New Day fucking matches from way back when, bro, yeah, we'll start talking bell to bell. It's a whole different story. What they can do and what they are doing with the Usos are two different things. Right now, everything is story driven. They don't have to go out there and have a five star match with Roman and Solo. They can just tell that story yeah. because the story is more interesting than the wrestling match right yeah. now. Yeah. But the Usos are the best tag team ever in the best wrestling company ever. So for my money, the Usos are the top of the this is the top of the heap as far as tag team wrestling goes. It's not that they can't do what FTR is doing in the ring right now. They're just not doing it at this stage. And with as much with, with the number of injuries that FTR has been getting as a league, maybe they should slow down the in-ring rate at the same time. Salazar, Sith in the chat says FTR won gold in multiple promotions. Have the Usos. They don't need to. They don't need to. They are part of the WWE. They are part of the most prestigious family in wrestling history, bro. I mean, they don't who need cares? to. You can you can get someone who's worked only the indies and won multiple tag teams all across fifteen different indie companies. That doesn't make them better than the one that's the best in the world. Yeah, I mean, if I'm the Usos, 
and I'm winning gold and I'm being pushed prominently and I'm I'm getting the you know the rub that I'm getting right now. I don't need to go to the Indies to win gold. Yeah. You know, they don't need they, the Usos don't need to do what Trinity and Mercedes needed to do because Trinity and Mercedes were not being utilized correctly. So they chose to go out into the Indies and do what they wanted to do, be at ease with it and be comfortable with it and enjoy it as opposed to sitting around and catering and getting moved and pushed around and fucked around and lied to and not being pushed prominently. I'll go with the Usos, man. You know, if there was a AEW WWE forbidden door, it'll be the Usos versus FDR. I know that at one point, Jesse, it was Usos versus the young Bucks. Bucks. He's still going Bucks. I, for right now, I still say Bucks. I mean, it's not a slight on FTR. Yeah. I think I, w- I would just rather see personally the Bucks and Usos, but Bucks and FTR take my fucking money there too. Who gives a shit? You yeah. Know what I'm I mean, if it's not, uh, I mean, listen, if FTR doesn't get uh, theoretically, you're just thinking out loud. If FTR didn't get the Usos, I mean, they get Sammy and KO. I mean, you're gonna fucking yeah. complain. I mean, give yeah. me a fucking I mean, break. I mean, that's. I mean, that's the kind of shit. I mean, and I mean, if we're gonna put it on the table, I mean, these are these are. Three of the best tag teams on the planet today. Usos, yeah. Young Bucks, FTR. Yeah. So if you want to say one of the three is better, it's fine. That's debatable. I'm not right and you're wrong and vice versa. It's just this is what we like and what we prefer. These are the best tag teams on the planet and they're doing big shit and I love it, man. Yeah, and the Young Bucks are a, a great fucking tag team as well. They're one of the best tag teams in the business today. Don't take that away from them either. I know they get a lot of hate, but uh, don't, <laughs> don't, don't sit there and tell me that they're not a great fucking tag team. I mean, well, you're just right, fucking well. stupid. Yep. But uh, before we get into the match, I, I want to I shout out Ian Riccoboni and Nigel McGuinness. I thought they did a phenomenal job tonight on commentary. I love Kevin Kelly. I could learn a lot from doing the hog commentary by listening to Kevin Kelly. But, man, Ian Riccoboni brought a different type of energy tonight, man. I don't know if you, if you paid attention to that at all on the show. D- did, you, did you really hone in on Ian Riccoboni and Nigel McGuinness? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, what, what did you think about that? Because I know a lot of people preferred his energy tonight, and there was a report earlier out in the day that Ian Riccoboni was actually in the running to be the guy for this show, but they ended up going with Kevin Kelly. I thought he did fucking phenomenal tonight. I want to ask Ian Riccoboni one question. Yeah. What, what is the name of the guy that Charlotte Flair is married to? Andrade El Idolo. That's not what the fuck he said. What'd he say? He said like three or four different things. Andrade? Chet, Chet, I know you guys heard this shit. He called him like some weird outlandish shit. Uh, I, I'm like, what the fuck is he why saying? Do have, why is everybody fucking having trouble pronouncing El Idolo? I've, I've heard no one have a problem with it except Riccoboni. I don't know. <laughs> You didn't hear. He has a, such a hard time trying to say his name, man. Andre El Idolo. No, he's El Alode. Uh, Andre El Olodolo. Like he did. It was like, what the fuck? Why can't he? I figured once he said it wrong again, that maybe TK was in his ear. It's Idolo. It's Andre. Andre El Odolo. Alodio. Alodo. I'm so, how does he not know this man's name? El Ijo El Idolo. <laughs> like, what is he saying, man? No one told him in his ear to get it right. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't get it, man. I don't really understand it. Aludio. He yeah. just said everything, but dude, he cannot get this guy's name. It's becoming comical to me at this point. I just want to hear him say his name over it. It's like a fucking Phil Collins song, man. Andrade El Studio. But nonetheless, nonetheless. <laughs> 
nonetheless, commentary was fucking. Oh, man. Commentary was great. Commentary was great. It's fresh. You know, it's it's different. I'm enjoying the commentary teams on on Collision. They just they don't just sound like you know dynamite, which is a that's important, and b the sounds that they do have. These guys are working great together on, on commentary, so I'm enjoying the commentary. Hey man, if Tony Khan can't get Kevin Kelly for a fucking week and he's got a backup in Ian Recabani, I mean that's that's clutch right there. Holy shit, yeah, that is fine. And just keep working on Moro, TK. Come on, I wish. Right, maybe for a major event. Maybe for all in. Oh man. Maybe for all in. One night only, TK. Come on. Get us. Come on. Get him. Get him. Get him. Come on. Man. That means I'd have to buy the paper when we get back to the United States if Moro's on the show. Oh man. We'll, we'll be there. We can't hear him. Definitely get it then. Anyway, man, the first fall in this was fucking beautiful. I loved the ending of this first fall. Jay back suplex Dax into a bridge for a near fall. Then settled into a chin lock. Dax broke free. They exchanged chops back and forth. The chops in this match were fucking thunderous. Thunderous chops. Dax landed a hard clothesline. Both guys were down slow to get up. Jay small package Dax for a near fall. Cash tagged in. Juice shoved him from behind. Now, this was a blind tag. Cash tagged in. Juice jumps in as the illegal man. Shoved him from behind into Dax. He got knocked out of the ring. They were going for the shatter machine. This knocked him out of the ring. Juice then hit his uh, Jay Driller on Cash, and uh, no, it was uh, no, it was not not, not Juice. It was uh, Jay White hit the, uh, the the Blade Runner on yeah. on Dax, and that was the way uh, it ended. One, two, three, and that was the way it ended there for the first fall. Beautiful fucking sequence. They were going for the big rig. They made the blind tag. It backfired on them. Juice just outsmarted him, threw Dax out of the ring, and um, that was it. It was over. One, two, three. First fall goes to Bullet Club Gold. What I like about this one, what minute mark did that first fall come at? Uh, it was about 20 minutes. I thought it was longer than that, man. It was 20 minutes, yeah. You know, which is which is fine. You know, the average match can go about 15 to 20 minutes. So I hate when they do these two out of three falls matches, and then the first fall comes in like, oh, the first five minutes. You know, and the second fall comes at eight minutes. If you had one regular match, the, you wouldn't get a fall for like 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. So why are we rushing to the first fall? They took their time getting to the first fall. I did like that. And then the um then the second in the second fall, when we thought we were getting it because of the, the shatter machine, and then there was the kick out. Um, I thought that was the tie right there. I thought that was um um here's here's the thing about tag teams and finisher kickouts, the advantage they have. You have a partner that can come break up the move so that you don't have someone kicking out of the finisher. Yeah. That's a tool. You know, that that's a tool to help you get awesome near falls and make the match better without kicking out of finishers. Get somebody to come and break it up. But I thought the pacing of these pinfalls were, were uh, well spaced out. I did like that. Yeah, the second fall actually went to about 40 minutes, so it was about 20 and 20. Uh, the okay. second fall was, was even better than the first one. I, I thought this was great. Jay... Suplex Dax into the corner. Juice then landed a cannonball. Jay and Juice set up a big-time stuff pile driver. Dax broke it up. Dax then leapt off the top rope with a sunset flip on Jay. Cash clotheslined Jay to finish the sunset flip because it didn't really kind of... He didn't get the full revolution on it, so obviously they improvised and they 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 fixed it, and, and it looked great. So Cash clotheslined Jay to finish the sequence. That led to a near fall. Cash lifted Jay into a razor's edge, and then Dax landed a neck breaker out of the razor's edge. Double team combo here for another near fall. Crowd went crazy. Dax superplexed Jay 
And then Cash went for the splash. So it's power and glory here. They went for their tag team, uh, one of their signature moves. Jay, though, lifted the knees when Cash came off for the splash. Juice then leapt from the other turnbuckle on a frog splash with Dax. Juice draped his arm over Dax for a very, very close near fall. That was fucking great. Crowd broke into an AEW chant after that one. So I like how I, I like how they took the time to make sure the legal man was getting the pin. Yeah, at that moment too, they had, they had to talk to the ref like, "Who's fucking legal?" Yeah. I, I don't fucking know this guy. But all right, yeah. put, put, put him over here. <laughs> so after all that, um, Dax and Cash eventually hit the big rig for the second fall at forty minutes. So now we're tied one one. Dramatic near fall after a dramatic near fall here. The pacing of the match was great. I was feeling, Jesse, around 40 minutes. It didn't even feel like 40 minutes. I was enjoying this match so much. It felt like 15 minutes. Uh, I, I know you didn't expect this to go fucking more than this. No. But I'm not going to lie. It, it, felt, it felt a lot longer than me, yeah. Ma- mostly because of the commercial breaks. Yeah. The commercial breaks take you out of the action. It yes. makes you start doing things like looking at clocks and doing shit on your phone. Yeah. I mean, if this was a pay-per-view, yeah. I just would have been sitting there all into the match. You know, but with these commercial breaks, you're just like, okay, oh, wow, fucking half hour already? Yeah, yeah, and and that's why when people are going to talk about match of the year, match of the year, I I think no matter how good this match was, and this was a fucking masterclass tag team match, when you you factor in the commercial breaks, Jesse, I can't really push it towards match of the year because of the fact that it was a TV match and we get those commercial breaks. Yeah, that that did take away a lot of it. I mean... I hate to say that because they went out there and busted their asses, man. But yeah. they, they can't help it. The commercial breaks are the commercial breaks. It it takes you out of it. You know, imagine watching a imagine watching a movie and then you get into an intense action scene and you're in the middle of it, and then the action scene is over, everybody's calmed down, and now the next scene they're gonna take a stroll or a drive to the next house, something like that. But then they go to commercial break. It's not so bad. Yeah. But in the middle of the fucking action scene, you know, shit is literally in the air blowing up and they cut away the commercial. You're like, what the f- fuck, dude? Yeah. It's, so it's not, it's, it's a lot easier to do that in the movies than it is for pro wrestling. Speaking of action movies, bro, I highly recommend the new Mission Impossible. Ah, uh, you saw it already? I, I seen it. I seen it this past, uh, this past week, yeah. You went to the theater to see it? Yeah. I seen it in a 4DX, bro. Oh, you went to a 4DX theater? Mm-hmm. First time ever, man. I didn't even know what the fuck 4DX was before I got there. I'm like, what is this oh. shit? Man, I don't think I could watch a movie in anything else before nope. DX. Do you guys have an IMAX theater over there? Yeah. The IMAX theater is the only one I go to. Um, I have a 4DX. It's about an hour up north, man. I just don't want to make that hour drive to sit through a two-hour movie then make another hour drive back. That's yeah. four or five hours out of my day. Yeah, I know. But yeah, if you get a chance to watch it, man, I highly recommend it. I thought it was one of the best in the franchise. Oh, yeah. right, I got to see it. Yeah. So anyway, we go to the third full here. We're tied 1-1. We go to commercial break. Dax was being beaten down by Jay White. Jay set up a sharpshooter. Fans booed. Jay White's got a great-looking sharpshooter. He flexed in the sharpshooter. And he got it locked in. Dax crawled to the bottom rope and eventually reached the rope for a rope break. So that was that. Dax stood up, chopped Jay down, and then Juice comes in. So Dax was fighting off. Both guys, two on one. Dax back suplex, Jay White off the top rope. And we get an announcement from the announcer, Dasha. Five minutes remained in the 60-minute time limit. I'm like, 
don't tell me this is going all 60 minutes. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Dax leapt to tag Cash, but Juice yanked, ca- uh, Juice yanked Cash off the ring apron. Jay then clipped Dax's leg. Juice Irish whipped Cash into the ring steps. Jay set up for a Blade Runner. Dax escaped, the plot of sharpshooter in the middle of the ring. Cash fended off Juice and then put him in the sharpshooter. So we got double sharpshooters here. It reminded me of the DIY spot where both of them were in Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa's fin- uh, finishing submission moves, and they held on to each other, bro. They kind of held their hands, not, you know, don't tap out, let's hold our hands, we won't tap out. <laughs> don't re- tap. It reminded me of that. So um, Cash fended off Juice, put him in the sharpshooter. Dax was selling his knee. And the sharpshooter hold was broken because Dax was selling the knee and the commentary team sold it as uh, exhaustion. So that was nice on the commentary team to be mindful of that. So Cash let go also. So both of these sharpshooters were let go. Juice and Cash rolled to the floor. The referee checked on Dax as Jay tagged in. Juice was selling his leg, being hurt before going for a DDT. Dax slipped free, applied a sharpshooter in the middle of the ring, and Juice Robinson Tapped 57 minutes. Three minutes before the 60-minute time limit. And AEW has a fucking classic on their hands here. FTR retains the AEW Tag Team titles. After the match was over, FTR offered a handshake. After all this, offered a handshake to the heel team. Jay and Juice declined. At first, they looked at each other. And the fans chanted, shake their hands, shake their hands. And Jay White spit at the boot of Dax and walked away. There you go. They're fucking love, heels. Fuck love that. it. Absolutely okay. love it. There was a spot in the match too, Jesse, where um, I think it was between the, I think it might've been between the first and second fall. Um, maybe it was the second and third fall where they went into the crowd and there was a suplex spot over the barricade and the match kind of slowed down a little bit because the referees were tending to their potential injuries. And then we got the medical team, Doc Sampson's coming over, the security's coming over. So it was a little down period in the match there where they went to commercial break and we didn't know what was going on. And then all of a sudden we saw these big moves be done on the outside, but they kind of broke up the match to give these guys, if they were going 60 minutes, it kind of gave them a good four, five, six minutes of rest here in the match. So that was a nice spot to do, right? Brilliant. Yes. That, 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 I, I, I will take that over any rest hold. Yeah. This is great. You know, they both go down something dramatic, you know, and they need, you know, time to catch their breath and, you know, all that shit. Great. Go to commercial break, come back. There's just barely getting up. That's how you do it right there. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was a great spot. Uh, I know FTR, a lot of a lot of people, including Jesse earlier in the show, says uh, FTR haven't, haven't been doing anything with those tag team titles. I mean, they went 60 minutes tonight. I, I think we can maybe start erasing that because when you go 60 minutes with Two incredible talents like Jay White and Juice Robinson. I mean, I, I think it, it constitutes them as doing a lot with those tag team titles. Nah, I disagree. It's one match. It's a great match, but it's one match. I, I think I, they're going to be they're going to be a focus on this show. I feel like they, this is their show just as much as 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 it's CM Punk show. And, yeah, and, and, I, and I don't need when I say they're not doing anything with them. I don't need matches like this. Yeah, just give me some story. Yeah. You know, just give you know, just give me what's going on with these titles. You know, next week I want to see something with Juice and Jay. Like you know, you know this bullshit. You know, we deserve this or just some kind of fallout from it, as opposed to like FTR just standing there being punks. You know, sidekicks. You know, as he smiles to the booze. I mean, do something with the titles. Dude. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was very happy to see that uh, it did not go the time limit draw, Jesse, because I was saying to myself, I'm like, the crowd is going to be very unhappy. What a lame fucking finish that would be if it went 60 minutes and we got this great match and it ends in a fucking draw. I mean, yeah. Tony Khan would have a fucking uh, a, 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 a war on his hands with this crowd. I mean, you can't do that. I'm glad that they gave us a clear-cut winner here. They could still get another match. I mean, they're not going anywhere. If they want to get a third match, ever, they, they absolutely could. But I'm glad to see that we got a clean, decisive finish because when these things go to a time limit draw and we don't get a winner, bro... That's when you start to have fucking fans resent, like, I mean, did I waste my fucking time? I came here to watch a great match and a winner, and we got no winner. I got no, yeah, I got nothing out at the end. You know, the, the shitty part is, if they plan on doing another match, great. Now, outdo this one. So now, this, yeah. is where, this is where you start coming into, well, we got to up it. So let's do a steel cage. Yeah. Okay, let's do these spots. Do, now they... See, these repeat matches mean you have to up it every damn time. So now we're going to get a lot of approved spots the next time they have a match because they just gave us an hour. They damn they gave us an hour long Broadway, man. What are they going to do next? Yeah. Go 15 minutes? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I, bro, I, I said it coming out of the last week's match. How are you going to top what they did? Then they gave us two out of three falls. They went 30 minutes for the first match, more than that probably. Then, they, then we got 57 minutes here or something like that, near, near, damn near an hour. Two out of three falls. I mean, it's almost academic that they're gonna have to. Fuck, they're gonna top themselves. Do a third one. You know, it it, it already seems like whatever they're gonna give us next should have been the second match, and this match we get tonight should have been at a pay per view. Imagine this match at all in. I could absolutely see it. I mean, what you is know. it with FTR and going uh, three times with with a team, bro? It's like they they have these trilogies. They have probably the best trilogy of all time with the Briscoes, and now they're doing it with fucking Bullet Club here. Yes. Yeah, I I don't I don't mind the the long gaps in title defenses if we get these epic matches like this that bookends them. I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, I just want the tag team titles to be featured, to be used. You know, we're fighting because of these titles. Uh, we're gonna kick your ass because of these titles, as opposed to just like, well, we'll have a match. It'll be an hour long. Fans will love it. And now we're doing something with the titles. You had a great match. You didn't need the titles for those matches. People saying maybe maybe another dog collar match. Could you see that at all in? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I do we really, do we really want to go back and do the same thing that they just did in December? Yeah, exactly. You know, it feels kind of close. You know, you know, a ladder match maybe. I don't know. Ooh, a tag team ladder that. match. It's gonna be a lot of approvals there, buddy. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's gonna be well, a listen, whole lot of. They approvals. don't need. They don't need all the bells and whistles though. I mean, just let them go they, out there and wrestle. They do now. Now they have to up it because yeah. now every match they do after this is going to be, well, it wasn't as good as the one on Collision. Yeah. It wasn't as good as the one on Collision. No, it wasn't. But every match can't be. Well, yeah, maybe that's why you should have put this one at a pay-per-view. No commercial. Imagine this match, no commercial breaks, and no one knowing is going to go for an hour like this. Yeah. And, and the fan, I mean, it would be, it'll be like the Bucks and um, on the Lucha Bros in Chicago, man. Yeah. You know, so the main that that match went on, and you had people invested all the way through it. You know, mm -hmm. pay per view, big time, everything else. Same thing. This match would have been so much better than a damn pay per view, as opposed to where we get it, which is fine. But now the next match we're gonna get won't touch this one, man. Well, we got a couple of weeks to te to tell this story and sell this story. If they want to get a third match out of it, I'm sure we'll do something here before uh, we get to all in. So uh, I'm gonna be paying very close attention to that. Uh, the women. We go from the 57-minute classic, the UW <laughs> Tag Team titles, and the, the women got to go minutes. out there and follow this shit 
Yeah. I mean, you could have sent fucking Kenny Omega out there, and it would have been difficult for him to fucking follow what we got in the opener of this show, man. This was a death spot for these ladies. There was no way they were going to survive this, man. It went barely 10 minutes, and uh, the Owen Hart Cup women's final here, Willow Nightingale defeats Ruby Soho. She wins the tournament. She wins the trophy, and we get Nightingale, after a commercial break, hits an Inzaguri. She fired up on Soho in the corner with some big strikes. Soho hit a back elbow. Nightingale pulled her into a Oklahoma stampede for a near fall. There's a little pinning uh, situation, which led to a big forearm exchange, which led to Soho getting a roll-up for a near fall. Nightingale hit a big spine buster, locked on a single-leg crab. Soho got to the ropes where she grabbed her spray paint can. This is where things got a little fucking ridiculous. I did not like all this, uh, all these smoke and mirrors, all this interference and trying to cheat. It really took away from the match for me. She put it in Nightingale's hand. Aubrey seen it, and she tried to fake innocence here and tell Aubrey that Nightingale was trying to cheat, even though it was Ruby trying to cheat. So Ruby takes this, turns her back, or, or uh, Aubrey rather, takes the spray can, uh, turns her back. Ruby, thumb to the eye, and hits no future on Willow. She falls down like a sack of potatoes and gets a near fall out of it. So Soho went for the spray paint again, but Nightingale hit a pounce that sent the can flying out of Ruby's hand outside the ring. Nightingale hits the power bomb, which she calls the babe with the power bomb. One, two, three. Uh, she wins the Owen Hart women's final here. Tony Khan at the end of this match on stage with Willow raised Nightingale's hand and... The trophy was held up by uh, Willow here, and she left the women's title belt, the Owen title belt, there on the stage as she walked to the back with the trophy. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. What was I going to say? Oh. That the match was mid. The match was very mid. The match did not um, feel like a finals at all. I, I, it really no, did not it, make me care for uh, Willow winning it at all. So here's a suggestion. I mean... Maybe someone over there is listening. I don't know. But next time we do the Owen tournament, yeah. Um, I would leave out all of the shenanigans for the Owen tournament because who are we kidding? At the end of the day, the tournament doesn't really mean anything. You know, the title, the trophy, all that stuff is great to honor him. Um, but at the end of the day, what if we went out there and just did nothing but straight pro wrestling out there for the tournament? So it'll be it'll be just all in-ring, it'll be all work rate, just for the tournament. And at the end of the day, the tournament will come off as one where the real workers, the real, the real wrestlers want to go out there and showcase themselves in the Owen tournament, you know, to to show their appreciation for him and the Hart family. I thought that I thought that had been really good, and that would eliminate some of the unnecessary interferences in the matches and everything. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I agree with you there. I, I did not like all the fucking shenanigans here. I thought it absolutely took away from the match. And, and listen, I, I was I was hoping Ruby Loki was going to win this thing because we talked about this on Wednesday, Jesse. Ruby and the Outcasts really are, are trying to make a difference and build the division in their image. Yeah, you got Ruby last year losing the tournament to Brett. And now this year losing the tournament to Willow, it's like, you know, she is depicted as someone that can't get the job done in the big time match. It's not cool. And the, the outcasts, they need a reason to exist. Tony's the, the, the women's champion. Ruby winning the Owen would have given them even more of a reason to exist. And you took that away from them. 
How much impact do they have on the division if they're depicted as losers, Jesse? They suck. There you go. They suck. I mean, they don't they don't suck as wrestlers. I know how great these three women are in the ring, but at the end of the day, with their booking, they suck. Absolutely. I think it was a wrong decision to give it to Willow. I really do. I think Ruby needed it more. I agree. But as soon as Willow, as soon as Willow lost that open strong championship, that was it for her. Something. That that was it. You know. Is it so? What if so? If we're gonna have the interference from the heels and the baby faces out there alone, why not give it to Ruby? And if we're gonna have the interference, let it be because of the interference, and that way you've protected Willow. And go ahead and give Ruby and the Outcast a W here, man. And that way, you know, you know, uh, Willow doesn't lose any momentum here. She's and she is pretty hot right now, uh, Willow. Maybe they want to keep that going. Yeah, but she wouldn't have lost much momentum here with a, with a interference, and that could have, you know, continued the feud that they've been having, you know, been everything else. But yeah, I mean, so we, I mean, look, hindsight, one of them had to win. Willow was not a poor choice for the win either. I mean, it can go either way, I guess, if you really look at it, you know. Well, but, the, but but the outcasts are, the outcasts are already not doing anything, and no. this one win would not put them like back on the map and no shit like that. No. Really think about it. What, what do the oh, winner- you won the Owen tournament? Okay. Well, so yeah. What, what do the winners of this tournament get? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing but a belt and, and a trophy that they never carry around for Nothing. the remainder of the year. The outcasts be walking around talking about this victory for the next year because yeah. it'd be the most important thing they've done, you know. Yeah. And very, it means nothing at the end of the day. Very lame match. Not really uh, Not really a final. I would have went with Ruby. Uh, lame duck to end the women's side. Nightingale wins in about nine minutes. Uh, we got Tony Schiavone. He's following QT Marshall backstage entering Will Hobbs' locker room. Marshall said he didn't try to cost him the match last week against Starks. He said everything he told Stark, uh, Hobbs is true. Hobbs stood up and said, all right, your word is your bond, QT. Marshall smiled as Hobbs walked away. And maybe, maybe QT, bro, is getting a second chance here from Will Hobbs. Possibly. Maybe. So are we turning Hobbs baby face now? Because I don't think I like that. I don't like that either. Don't like that. But we do have to get him away from QT somehow. Hopefully. And him, him leaving QT is going to be a baby face turn. Hopefully. Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black. Who? Bro- Malachi Black. Who? And Brody King, two members of the House of Black. Where's Buddy Matthews? Where's the House of Black? Where's Buddy Matthews? Buddy Matthews is very upset, bro, because mommy is always on top. Maybe the shirt meant that she's always on top of Buddy. No? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It was Dum Dum all on top, man. I don't know. Dum Dum. Something going on there, bro. Something's going on there. I don't. It sounds very sus. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably not happy about that. Nah. Man. Nah. And WWE uh, are, are fucking clowns, and they'll play that shit up, too, you know, because, yeah, you know, fuck Buddy Matthews. I would, too, man. Rhea's doing big shit over there. This, yeah. this is her time. This is yeah. her time to shine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Malachi and Brody, uh, two local jobbers here. Squash match. That was basically it. Black landed a devastating black mass on one of these fucking scrubs. That was it. Two minutes. <laughs> killed them. Absolutely. Why are we putting these guys in the job? Fucking match? guy was uh, almost, uh, he was beheaded tonight, really. Uh, referees out there because Andrade is out there and he's looking at the House of Black because they have his mask. They stole his mask, Jesse. Now, the the, the question is, bro, listen, this is what I do for a living. I have to ask these questions because nobody else is going to ask them. Have AEW 
sent Andrade out there, bro, whether it's a vignette or an in-ring promo or an interview, to explain to us why the mask is so sentimental to him and why he's upset with the reason why it was stolen. Yeah, you didn't see it? No. Where was it? Oh, I mean, what was it? Was it the week that I missed for Fourth of July? Um, yeah, I just watched it, man. It must have maybe. Did he give a reason? No. Yeah, he did. No, it, it wasn't that long ago. Um. All right, then I take back what I said. I apologize. No, no, he he came out and explained the whole damn thing. He explained it. Uh, what was it on? Was it last week's collision? I think it was last week's. Yeah, last week's collision. He did it in an interview with um, with what's her name. Oh, he um, mentioned it. He mentioned it last week in a promo. Uh, I must. Yeah. I must have walked out of the fucking room then with that. Oh, I was. Yeah. I was, he, get, he I was, I was a, getting a coffee upstairs. Oh no, he went into a whole spiel about it. it was a damn good promo actually too. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember. I remember he was on the on the show. Yes. Okay. I gotta go back and watch it. He did. He absolutely yeah. did. You okay. know. So he's he's already already ahead of uh, Brock over there, man. Wow. So he's, he explained everything. Well, man, in, in in what? Two weeks, they explained Andrade and the reason why something happened for, for Storyline was still waiting for five months on Cody and Brock, man. Holy shit. And Andrade nope, doesn't even speak fluent English. Yep. He did a pretty good job. He he, he um the, he chose his words. In the com- commentary, he goes, I can appreciate how uh, Andrade chose his words and spoke very slowly so that he can be understood. That's literally what commentary said. Okay. I got to go yeah. back and watch that. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah, last week, yeah. last week. You see, I could promo. apologize for something, clowns. Fucking assholes. <laughs> anyway. This fucking guy. Anyway. He he's always right. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Andrade and Malachi. I think that's going to be a banger. I can't wait to see that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bring me back to NXT Black and Gold, bro. I'm fucking salivating over uh, this match happening. What's the name of Malachi's group? The House of Black. Are you sure about that? Yes. John, John Cena. Are you sure about that? Yes. What the fuck are they doing? Did they change their names? Kings of the Black Throne are the tag team of Brody and Malachi, bro. Oh. That's why they call them Kings of the Black Throne. This is their tag team. There you go. <laughs> Maybe we should have some commentary people tell us that shit so the fans fucking know what's going on. JD and his takes are terrible, man. Fuck out of here. Why am I Why is Julia Hart in the Kings of the Black Throne? Love Julia. Julia's, Julia's awesome. Great. Hi, Julia. Is she the queen in the Black Throne? She's the queen of the Black Throne, yes. I like that. I, I thought they changed the name of the goddamn... I thought Vince McMahon got a hold of him. Change the name, pal. Vince Change McMahon the- isn't running creative, Jesse. Stop being a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Instead of House of Black, how about we just call you the house? You're the house, pal. Look at this guy, Brody. He's as big as a house. Why is everything Vince's fault? Triple H is not as good. <laughs> everything is Vince's fault. That's why. <laughs> he oh, realized man. the fans were having fun with something. Change that shit. Change it. My research has told me the fans are enjoying it. Change it. Ridiculous. Anyway, uh, we get into the main event. This is a three-match show. Love it. Yeah. I actually liked it. Ricky Starks versus CM Punk. Owen Hart men's final. This was very good for both of these guys. I enjoyed this very much. They went nearly 20 minutes in the main event. And uh, I will get into uh, what I did not like about the transition. The one thing really fucking bothered me about the transition from 
Collision to Battle of the Belts. And I'll get oh, to that in a sec. It was fucking so stupid. Yeah, not very smooth. No. Um, this was very good. Uh, CM Punk got a mixed reaction. Coming out, there was a lot of uh, dueling chants. Uh, at one point, you know, it was uh, overwhelming booze, uh, and there was a small, you know, CM Punk chant in Calgary. So and the Punk fans just gave up. They're like, fuck this shit. Man. Yeah. <laughs> we can't yeah, really. keep up with these guys. So it started off a little slow. And Punk started to heat up on Starks, hitting a big kick to the back. Punk body slammed Starks before hitting a Bret Hart-esque elbow drop off the second turnbuckle. That little second turnbuckle uh, elbow drop from Bret Hart. Loved it. So he, this, I'm sorry, I'm gonna pause you right there. Yep. This is this is what it, this is why I, this is I think this is when I sent you that text. This is why I believe that this is not even the re, the, the reactions that Punk really wants because he's out there. It seems like trying so hard to garner cheers. He's trying to honor a family that is royalty in Calgary. Yeah. He's doing all of that. I mean, he's honoring them in every you know respectable way. And what does he get for it? Booze. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking booze. They do not want to cheer him no matter what he's doing out there. I don't know. I don't know. People don't like punk, bro. Some people just don't like him. Which is fine. I mean, I'm not trying to be like, see, you shouldn't like punk. No, that's look, that's fine. I mean, but turn him heel. That's it. Yeah, we'll turn him heel we'll, we'll, and enjoy the booze. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep it under the microscope, bro. I mean, it's gotta yeah. be let's get back to the United States. I can't wait for this AEW Canadian tour to end. Let's get back to the yeah. United States and see what happens <laughs> with punk here in the States. So go. after the Bret Hart elbow, uh Russian leg sweep, another Bret Hart move, scored a near fall for Punk. Punk laid out Starks with the leg lariat as the crowd continued to be very mixed for Punk here. Another body slam. Set up another elbow. Starks cut him off. We go to commercial break. Pack from break. Punk hit a rising knee. Starks booted Punk in the corner, charging into the corner. Punk cut off a satellite DDT and hit a cradle for a near fall. Rising knee for Punk. Starks got the DDT and he goes for a cover, gets a two count. Starks went to the top rope. Punk sat up. Uh, on the top, and he went for an elbow drop. Punk hit the Pepsi twist for a near fall. Both men met in the middle with cross bodies, crashing into each other for a double down. Then they had a strike exchange. Stark started to fire up. Punk caught Starks with a pile driver for a near fall. One of those banned moves, or one of those moves that's got to be approved by management. Punk, like Jesse said, man, and I said this on my video today, man, you know, there are go- there's going to be people that get away with this type of shit because... You know, Punk may be able to do a pile driver, but uh, some of the lower end guys are not going to be able to do it, man. You yeah, know? and that was like the safest pile driver I've ever seen in my life that Punk did. To yeah, too, man. yeah, it was it was a safe looking pile driver. It didn't look terrible. So uh, after the pile driver, he is going for the go to sleep. He called for the go to sleep. Starks elbowed out, hit his spear that sent Punk to the floor. Punk rolled to the floor very violently. Starks dragged Punk back into the ring, went for another spear. Punk caught him with a front guillotine, very Roman Reigns-esque. That forced Starks to the ropes. Punk brought Starks to the top rope, hit a Hurricane Rana. They rolled through each other's pins until Starks got the pin with a hand on the second rope for a leverage pin. Starks celebrated as Punk sat there in shock as Collision came to an end. He runs up the aisleway. He grabs the trophy away from Jushin Thunder Liger. 
He didn't even embrace Liger. Liger went for a handshake, and Ricky Stark said, fuck this guy, walked right to the back. Punk is shown in the ring, fucking shocked. He don't know what the fuck is going on. And AEW Collision went off the air. That was it. Now, the one thing I did not like about this is that, that they cut. They gave you a little Battle of the Belts graphic for about 20 seconds, and then they go right into Battle of the Belts with basically the same image that we saw on Collision, now it's called Battle of the Belts. I don't know why we just didn't go through all three hours of the fucking show. Like, you got the three-hour block. Why don't you just continue collision on into the third hour and call that the third hour Battle of the Belts? Why do we need to stop the show, go to a graphic, come back, and cut in the action just to go to Battle of the Belts and present it as a separate show? It sounds. It looks so amateurish. It looks so fucking stupid. Could be like for... Branding or ratings because uh, the, the then, then they cut the show at that moment for the collision ratings and they go into Battle of the Belts. Uh, um, it's all it's all going to be uh, under the same shit. I mean, it, it yeah. should it just, Battle of the Belts should go away. If you want a third hour, you know, you want to call third hour of collision Battle of the Belts, I would rather than do that. To have a separate, oh, Battle of the Belts seven, who cares? There was nothing on that show that remotely was interesting at all. So we did, we did get Martha. We, I didn't see I didn't see it. We did get Martha though. Yeah. Martha came out. I don't know why she came out for the, I mean to them it's all one show anyway. It's all live, it's all prime time, all that shit. But I was hoping to get Martha for the presentation on the on the collision show. But she did show up on Bell of the Belts and do the presentation though. Yeah. That's cool. Looking good too, man. Look Martha's looking, looking good. Looking good, Dr. Martha Hart. Great. Yeah, man. It's awesome. Anyway, guys, that is your uh, AEW Collision post show right here on OTS. Hopefully, you guys had a good time on your Saturday nights. And our Saturday nights are going to be a little rough, man. Everybody's out enjoying the summer. Enjoying your Saturday nights. We're the geeks here watching this shit home. But uh, I love it. So if you love it, you love it. I'll be out yeah. tomorrow. I got my day off tomorrow. I don't know what I'm doing. But um, I appreciate you guys joining me on your Saturday night. We're going to get into the Super Chats in just a little bit. If you guys want to get in on the party here, man, it's last call. Get those Super Chats in. We're going to hang out in just a second. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo, and Threads. Not really on there, but it's there if you guys want to follow me. Hit that thumbs up. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. Let's try for 800 likes on tonight's stream. Go follow Jesse on social media at Chi-Town Smart. Jesse will be live tomorrow. Follow him on social media for all the updates. If you guys want his opinion on what happened at Slammiversary tonight, he'll be live on his channel with the post-show review. And go check out all the other content on my channel. There was an extra today. Live streams if you missed them. Go check all that stuff out on the homepage. Plenty of content for you guys to get caught up on. Let's get into the super chats here. Tony Brown, four ninety nine, incredible FTR match. Absolutely, Tony Brown. Absolutely. Was, was, was there booty meat in that match? No. Now Tony Brown did not approve of the booty meat on on the show tonight. I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of but Tony Storm but Tony Storm wrestled on on Battle of the Belt. Tony Brown. So I mean, she you was. got grade A meat right there. And she was and she was in rare form tonight. There you go. Uh, Michelle Moran with a two-dollar super chat. Right call by TK to have Starks win. Good match. Uh, I think so. At the end of the day, it's going to be the right call. Yeah. Matt Eagle with the four ninety-nine. Starks just had the biggest win of his entire career. I really hope that this will lead to an interesting heel turn for him. Could be, or we could be looking at a heel turn for CM Punk. We don't know, Matt. Yeah, I don't think turning on Punk is going to make you a heel these days. Yeah. Marquise with nineteen months. So happy that Trinity won tonight. 
Got to keep up with Impact now. Tonight's AW Collision was good. As always, cheers to you, JD. Keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you, Marquise. This is an AEW stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spoil it. Let me tell everyone that I know the results of this show. Thank you so much. Appreciate Beyond it. the script with 22 months. Thank you, brother. Yes, two more months. Keep up the amazing work. Always got your back, brother. IWC has quite a few geeks on there, I see. Love you, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Rusty Shackleford with five. Love you, JD. Collision is without a doubt my favorite wrestling show right now. Me too, brother. The Dud with four months. Thank you, Dud. The Owen Hart Cup tournament was spectacular. I thought it was a good tournament this year. The women's final was a little lackluster, but I thought the men's side was really great. Jay and Joe's World with 499. Was that a botch on Punk? Because I noticed he kept saying it was an accident and Starks looked real pissed. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice, no, I didn't notice the ref, that. The ref counted three and the ref knows the outcome. Yeah, so there you go. They would have pull, pulled up if they wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Dom Wapo with a 499. What an opening match. Jay White is moving into my top five of today. He he's fucking incredible, bro. He really but he's is. buried. Yeah, he's he's buried. Buried. You got fucking clueless female journalists on Fightful side who think he's buried, but I mean, I don't work over there, so <laughs> that's their problem. Jason Barker with a five-dollar super jazz. Santino Morello needs to patent the Cobra. That way people aren't using the Cobra every match. What? AEW stream. Who's using the Cobra? I don't know. I didn't see the pay-per-view yet. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Corey Williams with 11 months. Brian Pillman Jr. versus Wes Lee on NXT. Could be a good one. Wesley's great. Love Wesley. No guard. 1520. 15 months. Just showing some love. I'll watch Collision with the review later. I'm out celebrating my 36th birthday. Much love to you and Jesse. Thank you, hey, Nogar. Hey, Enjoy bro. your birthday, brother. You got it, right? Thank you for the 15 months, man. Enjoy your birthday. We'll be here. Cody Snyder with $5. Just got home from the road today, Chief. And my new, my new PWTs are in. CMFTR, Larry. Jesse, back the F off on Larry, my dude. MJF and Rock Hard. OTS VIP. You got a lot of merchandise there, Cody. Oh, yeah. Larry couldn't help CM Punk tonight, though. He couldn't help him. Maybe Larry would have uh, maybe dumbed down the booze because everybody loves Larry, but uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a good night for uh, Mr. Punk there. He could have brought him out, and he could have scared the fans out of the arena so they couldn't boo anymore. <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure thing. What the fuck is that thing? You know, get go run away. You know, it's Jerry good. Jerry Ramey with twenty five months officially over two years, gentlemen. I'd like a seat at the VIP table and a Johnny Walker block on the rocks. You got it, Jerry. Get him a chair. Twenty. Get him a chair. Twenty five months, brother. Thank you so much, man. Twenty four, four ninety nine. Refs were holding back Andrade from trying to get back what was stolen from. How does that make any sense? Yeah, won't they go get his shit? I don't know. <laughs> Well, give me my man. Do you want to mess with Brody Lee? Oh, bro, not Brody Lee. Brody King? No. Nope. Or Malachi? I don't think so. You don't want to mess with Brody, Brody Lee either, really. But they want to mess with Andrade. Yeah. Or or they want to mess with Elodio. Yeah. <laughs> Elodio. Elodio. I got I to gotta pull it up to see what he said exactly. 
Joseph Taylor with a fight all super chat. Julia Hart is the queen of the throne, and Jesse is the court jester. Thank you, Joseph. And Eugene Morgan with 12 months. Ruby gave it away that she was losing through her facial expression during the ring entrance. I thought it was a little off. So she had loser, loser face coming out? She had a loser face walking through the apron, huh? Oh, or walking that, that, through the curtain, rather, yep. You can always tell that sometimes. A lot of the times, the talent don't get the go-home segment until they hit Gorilla. You got so, a problem, Matt? Stoney Khan, take it up with him. She may have just found out that she was losing. Take it up with TK. Uh, listen, guys, I appreciate you joining us on this Saturday night. I got to tie up some loose ends here, work on some shit that I was working on today. And I appreciate you joining me for the AW Collision post right here on OTS. You'll see me in the sub boxes tomorrow for sure. We'll figure something out. I may be live tomorrow night, man. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Yeah? I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. We'll if figure it out. Tomorrow night, then we can just do anniversary, man. Uh, man, I don't know if I'm going to have time to watch it, though. Watch it, then we'll go live. Nah, I'll see. I'll see. see. Anyway, guys, follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it for you to get caught up on. And make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on that bell for all notifications. Hit that thumbs up as well. Let's try for 800 likes. I will see you guys tomorrow in the sub boxes. Right back with more news to end your week right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later. Just to feel something Cause I